Welcome to the My Creative Days podcast, where we will talk about all things DIY, home decor, decorating tips, and creating a beautiful home on a budget. I am hoping our time together will spark a creative idea, help you plan your next DIY, or inspire you to finally tackle that project you keep putting off. Grab your favorite cup of motivation and let's chat. Good morning, everybody. Today, I am talking about yard sales and not just how to shop them, not that I just love them and <laughs> you can find amazing things at yard sales, but today I'm taking on the, I'm talking about how to host a profit, profitable yard sale and how to, um, some tips and things that'll help you make the process easier and, and definitely make it worth your time that it takes to host a yard sale. So as I'm recording this uh, podcast, we, Matt and I, um, we are in our yard sale week. I don't, I don't, for lack of a better term, but we, it's Thursday right now as I'm recording this. Uh, we had our yard sale, like our pre-yard sale, and I'll explain that here in a minute, uh, last night for a couple of hours. And then we will um, also open up, open up on Friday. And so uh, how this happened is we, we always have had sales. Um, with all the decorating and redecorating and, you know, just things we're buying for flip houses or things I'm buying for projects for my website. Or if you follow me on my website, mycreativedays.com or anywhere on social media, you know that I'm constantly searching and hunting for pieces and projects and and all the things. So if something comes into our house, uh, since our house is not big, uh, we do need to, I'm not storing things that I don't love, I don't uh, use or doesn't fit or, you know, all those things. And so if something comes in, something's got to go out. So we always have enough for a sale. <laughs> and I am a huge organizer and I love purging things and I just love to find, you know, better ways for our house to function because we do live in a smaller house. So I can, I can do some podcasts about organiz, organization too because it's something that I love to do. And uh, twice a year, I really go through our house top to bottom, um, usually like springtime and fall time. And I just get rid of the things we aren't loving, using, you know, not wearing, not fitting, you know, whatever it is, um, and, just, and just go to town. So, um, so over the years, you know, we've had kids, obviously, and then, you know, just uh, just through different stages in life and you get rid of things, toys and, you know, all those kinds of things as the kids grow out of them. Um, people started asking, they wanted to know when we were going to have sales. Is there a way we could reach out to them and let them know? So over the years, I have an email list of over of over 100 local people it, it might even be bigger than that by now, but um, that want to know when we are going to host sales. And so we kind of uh, host a pre-sale night for those people that are on that email list. Um, and then we open up for a couple of hours uh, on a, you know, like during the week at night for those people and then open to like more of the quote unquote public, you know, on a, on a different day. So that's kind of how we do it and that's how it's worked for us. But it's kind of fun because I love, <laughs> everybody always says, you need to have a store, you need to have a store. And right now, just where I am with my business and my work, I just, I, I couldn't put in the time, money and effort to do that, do it the right way right now. Um, and I really don't think right now where I am, I really want the overhead and all that. So when we do host these sales, I kind of feel like I have a shop for that weekend. You know, like I can decorate it and set it up like I would kind of a shop. I mean, granted, we're working in our yard um, and then our garage. So it's not, it's not a massive space, but it's still kind of a fun way for me to play shop. 
<laughs> for that weekend. So I, I thoroughly enjoy it. It's so much fun. And then those people that are on the early list, they know what they're coming to get. And it's a lot of home decor and, and things. So um, that's kind of uh, how we do it. And since I've done it so often, I've kind of found the ways and the things that you should do to make it make it worthwhile and make it profitable. So I'm going to kind of go over those today. Um, with you guys and if you have any questions please let me know um, I'd be happy to answer them uh, and I do have a freebie that we will leave in the show notes here that you can kind of get this list um, and a little more actually uh, kind of see it in writing and so you can have it kind of near you if you are uh, are setting up a sale or wanting to get ready for a sale so First of all, you should have enough stuff. And so somebody might ask, what's enough stuff, right? I can't say you need four tables, you know, one hanging rack and a and a box of full of stuff to say that that's the, you know, right amount that you have to. But I've been to many yard sales over the years and, you know, when you stop at a yard sale that has two card tables, you know, just little square tables set up with a few items on that. It's just not worth all the time, the effort, sitting there all day or depending on how long you're having it. It's just not worth it at that point. Donate those items. Donate those items. Um, you're not going to make you know much money you know if you don't have enough stuff. So definitely make sure you have enough stuff. You kind of you want to you know you want to give somebody reason number one to get out of their car, which we need to talk about. Um, I'm writing notes down here because as I talk, that's how I will remember it. Um, so when they see your sale, you know, from like if they're driving, uh, driving by, so they get out of the car. Um, and then you want when they're in there or in the garage or on the driveway, wherever you're having your sale, you want them to browse around, right? Like you don't want them to be able to look at, you know, walk up to the driveway, look at one table in the garage and then just turn away. So you definitely want to have enough stuff so people can kind of browse around and look around and, um, you know hopefully find something um and with that whole getting them out of the car i think a lot of people underestimate what their sale looks like from the street or from you know depending on where your sale is from the sidewalk or wherever somebody is going to look at your sale at a glance right so it's kind of like having your shop window right if you owned a store you want your shop window to bring lure people in right lure why does that not sound right when i say that you want the people to come in <laughs> so your window displays and you know whatever they see from the outside you want that to speak volumes for what they can get on the inside and that's what's going to draw people in so the same thing goes for a yard sale if, if i'm driving by and i see you know garbage cans and you know your kids bikes laying in the driveway and you know Things like that, I may not be, you know, I may just decide to drive on by. Like, but you know, put your best items. If you know, if your if your yard sale is full of home decor, or, you know, you want to bring those people in that are into decorating or might be into repurposing, or you know, um, maybe you have some like architectural salvage, or you know, you want to bring those kinds of people in, put those up front. Put those, those are the, the pieces that you want people to see most when they're driving by. If you are having, you know, a baby sale and you have tons of baby clothes and, and baby toys and all of that, and you're looking for new moms and grandmas and aunts, you know, that are looking to buy for a new baby in the family or whatever, you want those items to be front and center. So if you're, you know, 75% of your sale is baby stuff and those are the people that you want to get there, those are the items you want to put out front, right? You want to bring those people in. 
So definitely don't overlook that part of your sale. You got to kind of figure out, okay, who, because <laughs> your goal is, let's just, I, I guess I should have started with this. You want all of those items that you are putting out in your yard sale to go, to go. That just made me think of another thing. Um, I got to write down here so I remember to say that. You, your goal is not to keep any of the things. So, um, so, so looking at your, uh, your stuff, if it's 75% baby, those are the people you want to kind of target or market to in your yard sale. And so, um, because you want all of these things to go, that's, you don't want to take any of this stuff back into your house. And we'll kind of get to that, um, as we go on, but so make sure you have enough stuff. Make sure that you your window display <laughs> is is bringing in the right people, and so they're not just driving on by. And then, um, this is how you kind of go about all that. So number one, I always say set a date. Set a date. So whatever the date is, you need to have a deadline because I think what happens is for a lot of people, they're like, "Oh, this house, it's so stressful. It's so unorganized. I have so much stuff and clutter." I just need to have a yard sale. And so they may at that moment pick up a box and go through the house and grab, you know, put a box full of stuff together and then that box sits. When you choose a date and a time and a, you know, then you actually have a deadline. Like you have to get this stuff done in two weeks, three weeks, whatever the date is. So that kind of gives you some motivation. And like, you know, if I don't get it done here, you know, I've, I won't do it. And I would even go as far as to, Call your newspaper and put the ad in three weeks early just because you um, then it's like you're paying for an ad and you're so there's even now there's money, a set date behind it, and it'll it'll make you want to get that done. So um, definitely do that. You need a deadline. Uh, usually I get this question, when do you host sales? I, I know every area is different here for us. It's usually Thursday, Fridays and Saturdays. Um, sometimes Wednesday evenings, uh, but those are not that you have to have it all four days or anything, but those are kind of the the days and, and times that we do it here where we live. But it may just be weekends where you live or maybe just Fridays. Um, just kind of look in your local newspapers, your Facebook marketplace, your Craigslist, kind of see what other people are doing. And that'll kind of tell you when it is. Um, okay, so then you need to Next, you need to gather boxes and totes. Ask your family, ask friends. When you're at the store, you see empty boxes, ask if you can take them um, because you're gonna start uh, the purging and the organizing and uh, getting ready for this sale. So it, without the boxes and see, for me, if I see a lot of clutter, see, I'm, I'm fine with, I don't wanna see it all the time. So. When I am getting ready for a sale, I wanna have boxes ready so that as soon as I find items, I can put them in a box, right? They're not laying all over the floor, draped over the couch, where we are like living, you know what I mean? And like need to use that stuff. So I don't want it all laid out. I don't want it on the floor. I want it in totes or boxes so that I at least have a place to put it. Um, and I know all of that stuff is going for the sale and yet we can still live in our house and use our couch and, and uh, walk on the floor in the living room. So definitely start getting, gather some boxes and totes. And then when you're starting to purge and organize and trying to find all the things that um, stress you out in your home, there's too much clutter, all of that, be honest, be honest with yourself. If something doesn't fit, if you haven't worn something in over a year, it's time to go. Um, 
if you don't love something in your house, you know, if it's the way it's decorated or what, get it out of the house. Like it's time to go. You can always find something new, um, toys that the kids aren't using, books that you're not reading. If you've already read the book, uh, I know people go are on different sides of the fence here. For me, uh, you it has to be a great book for me to keep it. I would say, I'm looking here, in my office, I probably have um, maybe five books that I've read ever that I've kept. Uh, other than that, I like to read them and then pass them on. So books that you've read or books that you're not going to read. Um, and don't store or hang on to things that you don't love, use, or or that doesn't fit anymore. Uh, that just takes up, it takes up, and this goes into like the organization thing, so I won't go too far here, but that just takes up not only prime real estate in your home, meaning space in your home, but it, it's a lot more about the space it takes up in your mind and it's stressful and it's just, it's not good. So don't let it take up space in your home. Get rid of it. Um, and then next I would tell you to get supplies. So the supplies you'll need, and you know, you can you'll decide you know what you want to spend i mean you can just use masking tape or painters tape to price things um i do like to use there are these tags i shared it on my instagram in my instagram stories um they, they they're at walmart i think they come in packs of 100 but they're just white tags that have they're like on a string i love to use those whenever i can so i use those on clothes i use those on you know items um but for other things like books and things where you can't really like use that string to tie it on, um, I just like to use plain white stickers. And so, uh, so that, I mean, like I said, though, we have used masking tape, painter's tape. Um, you know, we've had like, uh, what do I want to say? Like mailing labels, you know, just the plain white mailing labels that we never used. I don't know where they came from, but so I've had a stack of those that I've been using up. Um, so really you don't have to have anything fancy or spend a lot of money. Um, but you definitely obviously need some kind of sticker or tagging system, markers, tape. Um, I do use like Ziploc bags when I'm trying to put, um, you know, I'm trying to think like things that need to stay together. So maybe uh, it's like a toy that needs to stay together or um, I'm trying to think of like what I just had last night. We had some of these organ pieces that I used to put in a vase. And so I put those in a bag so they kind of stood to, or stayed together um, little pumpkins that kind of all went together, just different things like that. So I always use, I always use Ziploc bags and I use the, like just the small regular, like sandwich size. And then the gallon size, the gallon size for sure is something to have on hand. And then you'll need things like hangers, uh, a change box or like a fanny pack or however you're going to keep change. Um, twine ribbon. Sometimes I use washi tape. I will use, uh, small boxes or like lids of boxes are really good for um, displaying like uh, books so you can just see like the titles of the books or DVDs or things like that where you can just line them up in a small box and keep them kind of together. Um, yes, I, mean, I was just looking over my list to make sure. Those are kind of the things. I mean, there, there will be other things depending on what you're selling and all that that you'll need, but for sure those are some supplies you should have on hand. Another thing that's good to do if you can do this is, and I have done this in the past when I'm pricing things and it's taking me, I mean, I can I can get it done in a couple hours or an afternoon. I just need to get all the stuff down and I need to put my mind to it and I can get it all done. But as you're putting things into those boxes or totes, as you're going through items, if you can price them before you even put them in a box, 
that's even better for you. It's the more time, it's more time you're gonna save uh, when you're actually setting up the sale and like getting ready for it. You just have to bring the things out of the box and then set them up. So if you can price as you purge, go for that because you will save so much time. So another thing you'll need obviously are tables. So think card tables. Uh, and if you don't have a bunch of long tables, you don't have to go rent tables because that's just an extra cost. Um, we have in the past had like larger boxes. We would flip them upside down, if this makes sense. And then we would put boards across them. Um, if So then we kind of had a flat surface, like a longer board. Um, we have also used, you know, I always want to call these seahorses. Saw horses same way and then put a board or we've even had old doors that we've like put across the seahorses. I always want to say saw horses um, or like the boxes. So just get creative. You don't have to go out and rent um, tables and ask family and friends if they've got card tables or things that you can borrow. We have done that before as well. Okay. Another thing is is great is to have hanging storage of some kind. So if you have a lot of clothes, um, curtains, blankets, uh, towels, I'm just trying to think like linen things or clothes, you can definitely fold them up, um, you know, and put them on a table. But number one, if you don't have a lot of tables, do not take up the space with clothes because all people are going to do is rummage through those and you are going to spend the entire day. I mean, you don't have to, but that I was always in there folding clothes, right? Again and again and again. The hanging, it's just better. I think it's easier for people to look through things when they're hung. Um, so, and it doesn't get as messy, right? People can just go through them and they're not unfolding and all that stuff. So if you can figure out some kind of hanging storage, and we have done things like um, Matt in our garage, you know, you have like the rafters in your garage and he, we had a long, just like a pipe, uh, or even maybe it was a closet rod we had. I, I'm sure we've had both. <laughs> I'm sure we've had, and in different years, we've had tons more clothing as the kids are growing out of things faster. Um, not so much anymore, but um, think of like a closet rod or just take it out of your, if you've got kind of a, you don't want to have all your clothes laying on your floor, but like um, if you had one, a closet that wasn't so packed and a closet rod in there, or like any kind of pipe or anything that you may have in your garage like that, and then Matt would just use like wire or twine to hang up the ends. He'd knot them so they wouldn't fall down. And then he would like connect them to the rafters then at the top of the garage, if that makes sense. So then they kind of hung down and then we just hung clothes on that. Um, so that's an easy way to do it. Obviously, if you have a clothes rack and those kinds of things, that works as well. But for us, we're always we're always trying to be creative with what, with what we've already got on hand and not having to, you know, spend extra money to host sales. So those things have worked, the pipe and the, um, like a closet rod hanging from the rafters in the garage. Um, and so when you're setting up your sale, you wanna organize items. You wanna organize like items with like items. So, and I say that loosely. And the reason I say that is because I'm thinking of like my sales, a lot of my sales are, are a lot of home decor items. And so, and I always have things like old books because I love those things and I always pick them up when I find them. But so like old books, sometimes I will use them in different displays around the sale, if that makes sense, instead of having all old books right here. Um, so <clears throat> depending on what kind of sale you have, but 
you do kind of want to keep things together. So if you have a ton of clothes or a ton of baby items, especially baby clothes or like younger kids clothes, organize those by size. You definitely want to do that. Shoes, keep your shoes together. Um, if they're not really decorative books, you know, keep all your books together, DVDs together, keep your toys together. Um, you, you do want to kind of put thing like items with like items uh, just to kind of keep things organized so that when I'm coming to your sale and I am a mom of a new baby, whatever, I know exactly I can see that I need to go to the zero to six month table that you've got marked. Um, and that's where I need to spend most of my time. Do you know what I'm saying? So they, so it's it's not hard for people to find things and label your things. So if you've got, you know, like clothes by different sizes and you've got like baby items are on a table, you know, they're smaller. Um, definitely leave signs zero to six months, you know, boys two T to whatever, though that just makes it a lot easier for people as well. Because if you're busy and people are just waiting on you to ask questions, where do I find this size or do you have this size or if it's labeled in different areas, uh, it just helps people. It just helps people to shop. It just helps things to run more smoothly. Okay. Oh, and another thing I do, uh, this, I kind of put this in here is I will. So since a lot of mine is like home, home decor. So if you have a lot of home decor, you're going to be selling. I kind of, like I said, set it up like a store or a shop. And I want to show people how to use the items in their home. So you know, in a perfect world, I would love to have our house set up inside. And so people, because I love different, I, I pick up ar like salvaged architectural pieces. I use dressers in different ways and I hang different things on the walls. So in a perfect world, I think it would be a lot of fun if I could decorate our home and then have people come through our home and have different things um, priced, you know, like decorated and then the things would be priced in our home. So I could show people how to use them and stuff. And, but that's not going to work, right? To have all these random people in the house. So um, I try to decorate our sale as if it was in a house so I can kind of show people how to use items. If you don't have the space to do that, and it's not always doable with, with our space and I can't do it. And, and in those instances, I will on those tags, I will write out like how I would use this or this piece would be perfect for A, B, and C. I could see this hung as a whatever. You know what I mean? So take that little extra time because, you know, if you've got a creative mind, not everybody can see that. And until they actually see it, you know, displayed or they see, you know, read on the tag that, oh my gosh, I would have never thought of that. And you know what? I need something like that. Um, it just helps them. It just helps them. So if you have the time to do that, I think it's worthwhile. Okay, let's talk about advertising. So advertising... Um, obviously wherever you can advertise. So if you have news, local newspapers, Facebook groups, Craigslist, um, on your Facebook page, on your Instagram page, yard sale apps, you know, wherever you can, you can shout out that you're having a sale is good. Um, and then you definitely, you know, in your ad or in your description, you want to list the things that you know people are looking for and that you have, obviously. So, um, if it's baby stuff, you want to make sure you list that. Is it just clothes or do you have toys? Do you have car seats or I don't even know if you can. I don't think you can sell car seats anymore. Can you uh, strollers? You know, all those kinds of things, whatever it is you want to be. You want to list those items out so people at a glance can say definitely going here, you know, or nope, I don't have a baby anymore. I don't need to go here. Um, you want the right people at your sale. 
So for us, I want people at our sale that love to decorate, that can maybe see beyond like what the item is maybe, um, vintage lovers, antique lovers, um, furniture, you know, all those kinds of things. So those are things that I make sure that I have inside my sale. Those words, like those key words that people are looking for. You want to make sure that those are in, that are in there. Um, so that the, the you because you want to grab their attention. So when I whenever I'm looking at yard sale uh, ads, I'm always looking for those words or those items that, you know, and it may just be they may have a lot of baby stuff. But then at the end, you know, it's like home decor, antiques and whatever, because grandma's bringing over, you know, a table of items. So it's like, well, if I'm over there or if I've got time, I may want to stop in there because there may be some stuff that I'm looking for. So just make sure that you list those items in there. And you want to list, obviously, the date, the time, um, and your your address. Um, no early birds if you're not going to open up early. If you only want cash, you want to say cash only. Um, I think that's the main things. That Yeah, that's pretty much, that covers everything that you want to put in there. Um, and then I always get the question, how much change do I need? So for this sale we did, uh, like last night, I had $80 in change. So I had $40 in ones and $40 in fives. Ran out of that in like 20 minutes. <laughs> now, and like I said, like our, so this, that sale like that we host for those early people that want, that are on that email list, things go a lot faster than they will like when we hold it on Friday. So for, for other people, for anybody that's just hosting a regular yard sale, that should work just fine. Um, and then <clears throat> and then you do want, you know, if you are pricing things, let, let, let's just say this, because I just, I should say this. Do not price anything less than a quarter. I mean, if you're gonna put a quarter on items, have a free box, and I'm gonna get to that free box here in a minute. Uh, but you really don't want to be dealing with 10 cent items, 5 cent items. If it's not a quarter, 50 cents, 75 cents, don't deal with it. Like just have a free box or just donate those items. Do not, I, I wouldn't waste your time with those little, those little amounts. So I definitely would say though quarters. So if you're going to have some, you know, 50 cent items or whatever, you, you will need quarters as well. Um, it was so funny last night. I'm like, you know, everybody, and here's the thing to remember. So a lot of people, when you're going to yard sales, what do you do first? I never have cash on hand, so I have to go to an ATM. And so I'm going to get an, get money out of an ATM. What comes out? 20s. So everybody's going to be coming to your sale with 20s. Some people will show up with 100s. <laughs> and then you're like, right at the beginning, you're like, oh my gosh, there goes all my change. But you just got to keep that in mind. People are going to come with bigger bills unless they're like seasoned pros and know to get ones and fives and those kinds of things. But last night I'm like, Matt, we are running out of, I don't even have fives. All I had were 20s. And um, there was a lady there, bless her heart. She, um, it, a lot of these people that come on that Wednesday night presale, we kind of know them. And she's like, I just went and got changed. Do you need some fives? And she had, she had stacks of fives that <laughs> really got us out of a pinch. So that was amazing. But just keep that in mind. You definitely want to have enough change on hand because you don't want to have to turn people away because you don't have change. Um, can we talk about signs? You need amazing signs. You please have amazing signs. So you can make them. You can go to the Dollar Tree and get the bright pink, yellow, green poster board. You do not have to go and buy, you know. Yard. Sometimes I feel like the homemade ones are a lot better. Like you can see them, especially if you're putting them on those fluorescent, you know, like poster boards. Your signs 
will make or break people coming to your sale. And we have heard it over and over and over again. Um, we don't put up signs for like that pre-sale that we had last night, but we will for the sale that we'll have on Friday. People will always tell us, your signs, we could actually see it. You were directing us. You, I knew exactly where I was going. There are so many times we try to go to sales and then you just, the signs stop pointing them in the direction or they just don't give an address. So here, I, I hope you guys have a pen and paper out. Write all these things down because um, this, is, this is a big one. Your sign must be bright. It must be, the writing must be, you, I need to be able to see the writing on your sign from afar. Meaning, you know, by the time I get up to your sign on the quarter, corner of the street and, you know, and I need to be turning, let's say, it's too late. It's too late. If I'm having to squint to try to read the words on your sign, it's too little. So your, your signs need to be bright. They need, I need to be able to read them. Um, make sure the handwriting is really good and just simple. Make sure the handwriting is big so people can see it before the turn. You know what I mean? Or before and use arrows. So, you know, your arrows should be as big as your words. Um, it, it should be bold. It should be your the address and the times. So it should so it should say something like this. This is how it should go. Huge sale at the top, let's just say. And then um, underneath that. It'll have an arrow because you're going to need a few signs because you want them at every corner. Um, and I'll get to this in a minute. You want them in a lot of different corners. And then it should say, so huge sale and then an arrow pointing wherever they need to be going. And then your address. And then, you know, Thursday, Friday, eight to four or whatever it is. And you want to put them where the most traffic's going to be. So those are kind of like your start points. So we're around your neighborhood where the most traffic will be. You want to put as many signs there as you can. And then as people, so depending on where you started on that busy street, so if you're gonna turn from that point, then where am I gonna come to next where I'm gonna have to turn? Then you need another sign there. And then I have to come to another spot. Do I have to turn? You need another sign there. And then you need a nice big sign in your front yard. Uh, put it on a ladder or just another big bright sign in your front yard so people can see it, you know, coming down the street. Um, so you definitely, every time somebody has to turn from wherever your start point is, you need a sign with an, a big arrow in big letters <laughs> where they need to go next. Because if not, you will lose so many people. And Matt and I, we give it one sign, maybe two. And then if it's, you know, we can't figure it out, then we're done. So we don't go. So your signs are almost more important than your advertising because people that are not even looking for, you know, sales in a in Facebook or uh, in the newspaper or whatever, they'll stop as long as you can get me there. Um, they'll stop. You know, they're out for a Saturday drive or they're just running errands. They'll stop. Make your signs, you know, and I have seen if you go to Pinterest and look up, um, you know, creative yard sale signs, some of them are so funny. Like the husband's out of town. I'm selling everything or <laughs> uh, you know, just if you've got like a big tool sale. Um, I cleaned out my husband's toolbox and, you know, something you, just like it's I've seen a lot of funny signs. So you can definitely get creative with it. Um but just make sure that those other important features are bold, big, and tell people where to go. And then lastly, at the end of the sale, so usually, you know, if like on our Friday sale, usually towards the end of the afternoon when I know we're closing down, I start putting things at the end of the driveway in a big, like a free box or a free area. 
because I am, I know, and this is, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging you to do this. Whatever does not sell at your sale goes into your car and you head to your donation area. That's Goodwill, Salvation Army, a church drop off, whatever it is. You head there that day. It, I, I mean, usually they're closed on Sundays, but um, you know, if your sale ends Saturday afternoon, you still have a few hours to get that stuff to the to them. So because you don't want it left in your garage, and you don't want to take it back in your home. Do not do that. So, um, but so I know, like towards the end of the sale, when I know a lot, you know, we're not gonna have that much more traffic. I just part, start putting stuff down at the end of the driveway because I'm going to donate it anyway, right? So if people that come to the sale at the end, if I can put some things down at the end of the driveway for free and they can use it, I am so happy and thrilled because it's just less stuff that I have to take. I'm not saying you would do this at the beginning of your sale, the you know the first day at the first hour. Sometimes we do have just a free box for certain items at our sale, um, and people always stop at a free box. Always, always, no matter what's in there. So um, think about it. Like if there's some items where you're like, eh, I don't know, it's just not really. If you're thinking five cents, five cents, ten cents, putting on items. That goes to a free box like just put that in a free box so you're not dealing with nickels and, and dimes and all that it's just not worth it um but but start thinking about towards the end of your sale uh to put some things down at the free box because or free area and people will take it it's amazing how much stuff has gone just from that free area and then it's less that i have to take um and donate at the end okay i think that is everything um, and when you're pricing things, this is kind of something, your goal at a yard sale is to get rid of the items, right? So definitely, just so you know, it is a yard sale and people are going to come to negotiate. Just just be open to that as soon as you open that door. I mean, and not saying that you have to just give stuff away, but just be open to that negotiation. You can always go back and say, what about this? I mean, we're doing that all the time, especially on like this Friday sale. Uh, more people will do that. And we, again, we want things to go. So um, definitely have room for negotiation. And then also price your things to sell. Price your things to go. Because if your prices are so high, you are literally doing all this work for nothing. And then you have a garage full of stuff that now you're just going to go donate. So, and you can get a tax, you know, form or whatever from your donate donation sites and or places. But, um, why go through all the work if you're just going to price items astronomically high that nobody's going to pay for? So just keep that in mind. Just keep your prices, you know, it's a yard sale. So you want to keep your prices at yard sale prices. So, but it's so much fun. I don't, I, all of these tips, I want to encourage you to host one. Um, people say, oh my gosh, it's so much work. It is. I mean, it, you get in a flow though. And if you do some of these things that I said, um, it makes it a lot easier, but it's also kind of fun. Like you get to meet people, your friends come. I mean, it's for us, it's just since we've grown it and done it so often, it's just like I said, it's kind of like having a shop for a weekend and we get to see people that we don't get to see often. And it's so much fun for us. But I do always encourage people, if you have enough stuff to host a sale, it's worth it. Oh, one more thing I'll, I'll note too. We like to host our sales like way at the beginning of yard sale season. Like we want to be one of the first yard sales that opens up. So we're talking April. Uh, we are having a yard sale. And then we, you know, when we're doing our fall sale, we want to kind of be one of the end 
yard sales, you know, where people are like, oh my gosh, there's going to be no more yard sales. And they kind of want to get that last fix in. So um, that has also been very helpful for us because people are itching to get out to yard sales, you know, after a long winter. And so to be one of the first ones, people are ready to get out and, and, and go to yard sales. Same with the end of the season. It's and, and this will be different depending on where you live. Like if you're in Arizona and it's sunny all the time, you can have it all year round. Um, <clears throat> but definitely you don't want to have it around any holidays. Um, so um, for us, we actually go by, this is so funny, but we go by football schedules. <laughs> so our local football teams, if there's home games or different things like that in the fall, we won't have sales on those days because people are usually at the sales. So think about those two when you're, I didn't think about that until right now, but when you're thinking for your dates, um, try to go as early as you can in the season and try to, you know, drag it out to the latest you can in the season. But then look at those, you know, open your calendar. And is it, you know, is it Easter weekend or is it, you know, just different? Is it Labor Day weekend? Usually people are out, you know, and they're doing that last summer vacation or whatever. So you definitely want to keep that in mind. Are there local football teams where people always go to the games in the fall? Those kinds of things you definitely want to think about when you're when you're deciding on what date to do it. So, OK, I think that's it. I could talk about this forever. Um, if you need any help, let me know. You can email me. <clears throat> Definitely check the show notes for the freebie where I kind of list some of these things out so you can have it next to you while you are setting up for your sale or getting ready for a sale. But do it. I'm encouraging you to do it. If you have enough stuff, it is worth it. And maybe you can get some extra money for a vacation or to um, pay for the soccer league you want your kids to be in or groceries for the week. You know, depending on how much you have, it's it's definitely worth it. So I hope these tips helped and until next time. Hello friends. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm grateful that you tune in every week and that you share the show with your family and friends. I love having creative chit chats with you. And my hope is that this podcast will inspire you to try a new project, start a DIY that you've been putting off and decorate your home exactly how you want it. There are a few ways you can help us with the podcast follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you could take a few minutes to leave the podcast a review, that would help us so, so much. Again, thank you for being here. And I look forward to our chat next week. Bye-bye.